ऑडियो हॉप पॉडकास्ट दिस इज द विस्की एडवाइजर शो ऑन दिस शो वी सैंपल सम फाइन विस्कीज शेयर इंटरेस्टिंग टेल्स एंड ट्रिविया एंड आंसर योर मोस्ट इंपॉर्टेंट क्वेश्चन अबाउट विस्की एंड नाउ हियर्स योर होस्ट द विस्की एडवाइजर उदय बालाजी Hello everyone welcome back to the whiskey advisor show over the past couple of episodes we've looked at indian whiskey history and amrut who really put indian whiskey on the world map while it takes one to make a change it needs more than one to start a movement the second indian single malt to make it big was paul john from goa joining me on the show today to learn more about paul john is the whiskey rook piyush Hi Uday, and uh, honestly, it's great to be back again. You know, I must say that you know, last two episodes they have really changed the way I have started looking at the Indian whiskey. So you know, when you said at the beginning that we, you know, we are going to have a journey of revelations, I now know that you are not kidding. Oh, absolutely! You know, one of my endeavors really is to champion the cause of Indian whiskey as a category. So you have people out there like Kamrud, Paul John, and Rampur. We're going to be seeing in the next episode, who are doing real quality work, and they're also you know selling in the Indian market, folks. So you know, check them out. They're really high quality whiskies. Go out, buy them, try them, and uh, support building an Indian whisky category. So you know, Paul John. So I've heard this name, and I'm sure a lot of listeners would have too. So can you take us back? from where this uh, the the journey for paul john started sure um so like i mentioned the names before amrut paul john and rampur right so amrut and rampur are fairly old distilleries whereas paul john is a first generation distillery so a gentleman who started is mr paul p john mm-hmm. started the distillery called john distilleries in 1992 so taking a step back his father was an alcohol trader and owned some retail shops okay. so that was kind of the connection clicker connection that uh, mr paul p john had so he got into the business and he wanted to get into the distilling business so initially what they were doing was buying spirits and alcohol and blending their whiskey they okay. weren't actually in the production of it mm-hmm. but the really big product came out in 1996 when they came out with original choice whiskey now it is right up there and uh, as per the latest ranking that i saw it's the seventh highest selling whiskey brand in the world selling over 12 million cases annually and that's a very good record it's amazing you know out of the top 10 best selling whiskies in the world i think there's like seven that are indian brands lead, uh, led by officers choice at the top okay um now it was not just whiskey that he was interested in He also started this winery in Bangalore called Big Banyan Wines. Mm-hmm. Netra and I went there about uh, last year, and uh, it's a lovely winery. If you all get a chance to go, go down. They have a lovely tasting room, and on the way while you're driving up, you'll see the Big Banyan tree that inspired the name. Okay, it's the most amazing thing because this one tree covers a land area of more than an acre. Okay, it's stunning. Yeah, so from Bangalore to the U.S., so Mr. John went to the U.S. many years ago, and while he was there, he was really drawn to single malt whiskies, 
and he really wanted to get into the business. So, but how to make that dream of coming up with an Indian single malt a reality? You know, you need the setup to do it. You need the expertise to do it. So, the person who's made all this happen for John Distilleries is Michael John D'Souza, no relative of Paul P. John. Okay. He's a gentleman from Goa who's been in the distilling business for a long time with John Distilleries. So, he's the master distiller now at Paul John. And he's the one behind all the expressions that they have and the two that we'll be tasting today. Okay. So, when did it all start? When was the first release? It was 2012 that Paul John Single Malt was launched in London. First to test the international market before introducing it in India in 2016. So, you know, that's an interesting uh, story which you just told us about Paul John and, you know, when it launched. In our episode on Indian whiskies, I remember you had mentioned that due to Indian conditions, uh, the distillers here need to make changes in the process. So, did Paul John uh, also, you know, face challenges and did they kind of tweak their methods to kind of accommodate this? Um, Paul John is very similar to uh, what we discussed about Amrut the last time, right? Um, same challenges, getting the right kind of barley. Secondly, maturation challenges, very high angel share. So different parts of India, similar challenges. The production part, again, is the same, Scotch style. Okay. There's no compromises on quality, the quality pot stills, the entire process is the same, very high quality wood that uh, the whiskey is matured in. The only difference is, Paul John only uses six-row barley. Okay. So even the peated barley, what they do is they bring in the peat from Scotland and do the peating in India. Okay. Right? So all the whiskey has that robust tropical flavor that comes from that six-row barley. So what I also believe is Michael was uh, sharing this, he said that the higher protein content in the six-row barley interacts very well with the American oak casks to give that signature Paul John flavor. So just coming back to the maturation, you know, if you want to know how much the angel share is in Paul John, they say it's about between 6 to 8% a year. Okay. You know, despite all these challenges, uh, Paul John has uh, somehow managed to create product that is quite unique and, you know, can stand with the best. So, you know, I was looking at the stats and uh, I was quite impressed. So from what I understand, they're really in 40 countries now, really, really hitting the road, hitting new markets. You can see uh, Shilton, who's the ambassador in uh, Europe. He's constantly in different places spreading the word on Paul John. And wherever I go, whether it's Ireland or different parts of Europe, when I talk about whiskey to people in the industry, everybody knows Shilton. So the okay. word is getting out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the key is, you know, it's a lot of effort to build a market is still, you know, a lot of headway for these brands to be made. And I think as Indians, we should be very proud of the whiskeys being made, spread the word, get the word out, even for our friends who are abroad, or carry these whiskeys as gifts when we go abroad for our friends. And a proof of the quality, if you need it any after drinking the whiskey, is uh, the, all the awards that they won. They won over 200 awards at last count. So if you go down to the distillery, you'll see the walls plastered with awards all across. So, you know, let us talk about the distillery since you mentioned it. Yeah, so I've been to the distillery now, I think, three times, four times, not really sure. I, it's a fantastic experience, you know. Uh, the best, I, it's really the only 
proper uh, visitor center that there is at a distillery in india that i know of fantastically put together so paul john distillery is in the middle of an industrial estate okay right so you can't uh, really imagine how you're going to have a really nice visitor experience in the middle of, of an industrial estate but uh, they managed to be to come up with this beautiful building in with goan architecture and vibrant colors the attention to detail of the furniture and everything is absolutely lovely world class facility lovely tasting room and i love going there okay know? um so you get to in there are different types of tasting sessions that you can do there as well mm-hmm. uh, so you can do like a base tasting where you try the core range and then you can try the select cask expressions there's a whole lot of um, special there's a whole lot of experiences and if you're really lucky you'll bump into michael um who's always you know keen to share knowledge uh with the go to man there ask for pankaj gives the gives great tours great guy great stories uh lovely experience always going there but my the best experience that i had there possibly was uh, when i was invited down there by the distillery by paul john and uh, got to meet a whole lot of people uh, from the industry all right so having talked about whiskies that you get to taste at the distillery why go so far why not taste some whiskies right here are you ready to i'm game wonderful so today we're going to be tasting two whiskies mm-hmm. uh the very entry level paul john nirvana okay and the uh, paul john brilliance which is part of the core uh, expressions okay there's a reason why i picked these whiskies and towards the end i'll tell you okay would you like to pour the brilliance i'll pour the nirvana All right, let's start with the Nirvana. Mm-hmm. What color do you think this is? It's a uh, deep gold. Yes. Yep. Yeah. All right. Let's look at the texture. Say what about medium? Yeah, it's right? it's yeah. it's taking a bit time to come down. And right, let's get into the nose. What do you get? I'm certainly getting some fruit. Okay. Some fruity notes. some sweet notes mm-hmm. yeah i mean that's right. about it okay so i definitely get kind of a piney kind of wood kind of wood shavings note there's some malt like you said there's some light fruits but kind of a mixed fruit like a mixed fruit bag let's go on to the palate yeah so it's certainly very woody on the palate mm-hmm. and uh, like i said there is a, a note of fruit in it mm. there's again that slightly mixed fruits i get um you know what do you say kind of a grassiness to it mm-hmm. it's kind of a very light easy again again when i say mixed fruits i'm talking about like these fruit candies yeah you know? um, uh, i don't know whether i'm right or wrong but mm. uh, the aftertaste is a bit of coffee so i'd be kind of tempted to put it in kind of the fragrant and floral but Let's wait. Do you want to try the brilliance now? Yeah, sure. What color is this? It's amber and deep gold. Yeah. Again, this would be a deep gold. How is this? How's the visual texture on this one? 
we'll go step by step now yeah where we'll compare the nirvana and the brilliance i guess the feel is again somewhat medium and you think this is oily yeah you see the legs are moving down real slow we'll get into the nose this is less punchy as compared to the other one okay uh it's more of sweet a bit of peat a bit mm-hmm. hints of it again certain caramel okay mm-hmm. yeah i mean that's about it do you me. get a again like that kind of thick honey kind of tropical yeah, fruit kind yeah, of yeah yeah so the signature flavor with paul john is definitely something that i'm smelling is that kind of thick honeyed tropical fruit uh kind of like mangoes passion fruit and i always get a little bit of grapefruit mm-hmm. from uh, these whiskies i want to the palate yeah so certainly some honey mm-hmm. um but somehow i'm getting a bit smoky taste okay mm-hmm. this is it is not a peated whiskey so but it's fine you know we all have that little bit of associations uh, that do stand out let me okay let me just quickly you know summarize the notes and then we'll uh, get into why they taste different we hope you've enjoyed the episode so far but before we go ahead here's a word from our partner enjoying this podcast you can also catch this and 200 plus such podcasts on karma 2.0 with bbc india film companion open mic poetry satguru isha foundation Indian classical renditions by the greatest maestros stories rhymes and gk for your kids oh and did we mention the 5000 preloaded songs and 100 plus unique playlists every day to know more go to www.saregama.com now and we're back let's continue so the nirvana on the nose had pine wood it was a little spirity malty light mixed fruits uh, similarly on the palate but there was a certain grassy element to it added on and you said a little coffee flavor you said yeah. perhaps you know but it's definitely slightly woody young spirity lively whiskey uh, i'd put it in the fruity and spicy um, flavor camp but kind of pushing towards the flavor, fragrant and floral with the brilliance seemed like a little more of a mature rounder whiskey uh, classic paul john tropical fruits mango passion fruit little bit of lychee perhaps keep okay. the lychee in mind mm-hmm. so i do get a little bit of a nutty flavor and on the palate it's quite it's robust it's explosive you know every time i have a paul john it's got that personality that hits you on the tongue it's got that tropical heavy but elegant robust personality to it flavor camp definitely fruity and spicy there's no doubt about it so let's let's look at the two bottles what are the strengths so you see the nirvana is 40% abv and the brilliance is 46% abv yeah right what does it say here piyush could you read out this label uh it says unpeated single malt whiskey non chill filtered so the key thing here is the combination of the words non chill filtered and the abv of 46% now in whiskey there is this concept called flocculation we spoke about esters and fatty acids earlier now some of these are soluble in alcohol but not soluble in water 
So now what happens is when uh, the conditions are cold, some of these esters and fatty acids will come out of solution and the whiskey will get this haze. I don't think the average customer is going to understand anything about flocculation or esters and fatty acids. They'll just think if it's hazy, there's something wrong with the whiskey. So what the big producers did was, in order to eliminate this haziness issue, they decided that they'll remove these compounds entirely. Now, how do you do this? You mimic those conditions by bringing the whiskey down to freezing. And then these compounds will come out a solution. You run this through a really fine filter and remove all these compounds. Now, there's quite a bit of debate as to whether chill filtration removes some flavor from the whiskey or not. Uh, logic would suggest that it does. Um, but there's also, you know, uh, this argument that, you know, in some of the heavier whiskies, there's more of an impact rather than the lighter ones. This is something that we could uh, debate for a long time. Now, coming back to uh, the Nirvana and Brilliance, I certainly feel that the Nirvana is a lighter, easy-to-drink kind of whiskey as compared to the Brilliance. Whether that's because of chill filtration or not is something worth thinking about while, you know, you out there taste the whiskies side by side. So let's take a quick look at the Paul John range of expressions. So we've seen the Nirvana and the Brilliance. So the Brilliance is, uh, you could say, a set of, is part of a set of three whiskies, which is the Brilliance, the Edited, and the Bold. So the Brilliance is unpeated, the Edited is mildly peated, and the Bold is peated. So, you know, it has something for everyone. And then you take it to the next level, and these whiskies are only available in uh, Goa and in Duty Free. The Select Cask Classic and the Select Cask Peated. So why are these only available in Goa and Duty Free? It's because the ABV is above 50%. So these clock in at 55.2 and 55.6%. Lovely whiskies. If you're going to Goa or a friend is going to Goa, why not pick up a bottle of each? And then they have the limited edition whiskies. Uh, currently, there's the Kanya, which is out. Uh, it's aged for seven years in uh, first fill American oak. And uh, that's 18,000 rupees. And the most premium whiskey that they have right now is the Mars Orbiter, which is uh, a tribute whiskey for the Mars Orbiter that India put into orbit. So this whiskey retails at uh, 38,000 rupees. So what's with this uh, Kanya Zodiac sign and Mars Orbiter? What's with this astronomy stuff? That's because uh, Michael is a bit of an astronomy buff. And uh, from what I'm told, the Kanya is just the first release from many um, Zodiac sign related releases that are going to be coming out from Paul John. And I'm really looking forward to that. As far as recommendations go, I would say the Select Cask Classic is a must try if you like your unpeated whiskey. But if you're a bit of a peat head, look for the Select Cask uh, peated. So that session was very enlightening over there. And uh, shall we now move on to our Q&A section? Yeah, let's do that. The first question is from Mridul Kalra, 
aka filmy who yaro on instagram so his question is what are the top 5 or current favorite whiskies of yours uh well mridul generally i stick to only what's available in india but today why don't we you know travel a little bit i have to say that my personal preference tends to be a little uh, more of a heavier style whether it's uh, a sherryed whiskey or when it comes to peated whiskies i like like a medium to uh, heavy peat so that said the first one that i'd recommend is uh, redbreast which is uh, a sherryed single pot still whiskey from ireland uh, i've seen that it's lately available in uh, duty free in india at a very good price so that's one to look for um apart from that benromac uh, which is a peated mildly peated uh, spaceside glenronac heavily sherryed springbank and longro from my favorite distillery uh kleinlish a nice waxy highland malt and uh, lagavulin which i think pretty much uh, every bar should have a bottle of lagavulin on to the next question uh this is from vijay underscore vj rule on instagram his question is can a whiskey be matured in an earthen pot made of clay if yes then is there any brand doing so so vijay as far as the laws in mo- in the major whiskey making countries goes uh as soon as you take the whiskey out of wood it stops aging so the only time that i've really come across any uh, you know new make spirit being put into any earthen pots was uh, when i was at this distillery called nantau in taiwan and they've been aging uh, their malt spirit in uh, clay pots but again they can only call it malt spirit they can't call it whiskey on to the next question this question is from rajiv ak rajiv m on instagram is whiskey a drink for indian weather good question but i'd say absolutely we consume 50% of the world's whiskey uh but that said is it possible to always drink like uh, 50 60% abv whiskey in the heat of summer neat probably not so what i'd say is just ignore the snobbery and drink it the way you want uh, whether it's with ice or water or as a cocktail but the idea is to you know elevate the whiskey when you put it in a cocktail moving on to the next question this is from vikram moge and yes how much to different sizes of barrels affect the outcome and how so vikram first of all a barrel is a type of wooden cask uh, it's a 200 liter american standard barrel is the most commonly used uh, cask in the whiskey industry now there are different sizes right from like a quarter cask which is 50 liters all the way to uh, casks as big as 650 liter port pipes now how do these affect the maturation of whiskey the smaller the cask the more contact that the spirit has with the wood and the more off flavors are extracted and the more desirable flavors are imparted to the whiskey so we see some of the non aged statement whiskies out there will use uh, smaller casks because they want to quickly mature the whiskey and put it out in the market now uh, it is a bit of a fine line because you need to constantly keep checking these uh, smaller casks because they could quickly overoak the whiskey so that's something to consider but generally the consensus in the industry would be that a larger cask at least a 200 liter bourbon barrel 
gives a little more of an elegant maturation to the whisky than smaller casks. On to the last question for today. This is from Nikhil Kandelwal. And on a lighter note, he asked me, when are you gifting me a bottle of whiskey? <laughs> Nikhil, if I had a penny for every time I heard that one. But that is something that I always wonder about when it comes to other people. Yeah? But if you're ever in my part of the world uh, and you want to drop by, you're more than welcome to come by for a couple of drams. Cheers. Alright folks, that's it for our Paul John episode. It really is one of the finest Indian whiskies there is. In next week's episode, we'll be looking at our third and final Indian single malt. It's the one which describes itself as the Kohinoor of Indian whiskies. In the meantime, please send in your questions and comments via email, Instagram or Facebook and we'll answer as many as we can. All the handles are at the end of the show. Till then, drink well and drink responsibly. Cheers. Cheers. If you want to learn more about whiskey and Uday's work, visit thewhiskeyadvisor.com. You can send in your questions to us on uday at thewhiskeyadvisor.com or Instagram or Facebook at The Whiskey Advisor. That's whiskey without the E. This show was brought to you by Audio Hop Podcasts. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter at Audio Hop Podcasts. We'll be back next week. Until then, keep your spirits up and drink responsibly.